when you're up against a hostile room of people who don't want to be there, you need real strategies that get results. Welcome to From Hostage to Hero, the show that gives you practical advice you can use right now in the courtroom, boardroom, or classroom. Learn how to move your unwilling audience to one that is invested in what you're saying, eager to participate, and engaged in the process. Learn from the attorney whisperer herself, your host, Sari Delamont. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of From Hostage to Hero. Sari Delamont here with you today, and also the love of my life, Kevin Delamont, also here, lead mindset coach at H2H, and married to me. Both of those are full-time jobs, so I'm not sure how you're getting yes, it Yes, most definitely. Um, <laughs> and we're here playing footsie while we do this yeah, podcast. Yeah, kicking me with her foot. Yeah, so today we're talking about trial trauma, something that Kevin and I have wanted to talk about for a while, and we're doing this podcast because we we find that so many of our clients are struggling with trial trauma, and so that it was something we wanted to talk about. In fact, both of us have personal personal backgrounds in trauma uh, that we've just realized in the last couple of years. Yep. For, for me personally, childhood stuff and the medical trauma that I've been through with with cancer, and, and for you, um, being bullied when you yeah. were young, bullied. and uh, a horrific car crash at the age of 22. And also something called vicarious trauma, dealing with going through cancer with my wife and helping her and all that. Which is something also the trial attorneys go through and we're going to talk about today. So we thought, whoa, trial attorneys have this too as we've been going through our own journey and we wanted to talk about it. Now, before we get into it, we want to give you a disclaimer that we are not therapists. We cannot diagnose you. We cannot give you medical advice. What we hope to do is open up a conversation about why you may be hung up on a loss, a trial loss, or, or even other losses, and point you to some things that may help. Yeah. So that's our disclaimer. We are not therapists, and no. we are, we're going to talk about, at the end of this podcast, it may come in, into the middle, uh, about the difference between coaching and therapy, and so you can understand the difference. All right, so I'm just going to be asking Kevin some questions, and we're going to get into a conversation about this. But let's first start with the question of what is trauma? Well, um, you know, I've I've read a decent amount about it, and I've witnessed it and felt it myself. Really, trauma is it's something that happens to you, and it's a traumatic event, and then it gets trapped in your body, and it can come up in fragments throughout your life where you don't quite know all of a sudden you get this triggered feeling, something washes over you, you get reactive, you're you're grouchy, and you don't quite know what it is, and it comes in flashes. You might see an image, you might feel something that rem- or smell something that reminds you of a certain thing, but it's one of those things that it just washes over you in an instant, and it's trapped inside here, and it can come out at any time. So I think a really important point is to, that when we talk about trauma, people tend to think that um, they don't have it because yeah. they weren't like locked into a basement mm-hmm. and, you know, <laughs> like tortured by someone. And yeah. I, I think we as a society and psychologists and therapists are coming to find that everybody has trauma on mm-hmm. some level. It doesn't yep. have to be like, quote unquote, this horrifying thing. So how does trauma then show up in the legal profession? Well, you know, I talked about vicarious trauma 
you're experiencing your client's trauma every single day. You're experiencing so much trauma. You're having trauma of other people and other situations wash over you constantly. And it has to have an effect on you. And it does have an effect. You mean on you. the things that they're seeing every day? You're seeing. I mean, you're coming across these horrible cases and you're doing this every single day. And I know you probably have experience with being able to compartmentalize, but there's something else that happens that you're probably not noticing or paying attention to. And that's this trauma that's affecting you through your cases. Yeah. So we're talking about like the mangled bodies and the death and, and the devastation to the families. Mm -hmm. It's definitely something that trial lawyers deal with definitely. all, all, all the time. What about trauma from losing a, a, trial? Well, see, that's a big one because I work with that with my clients a lot. And trauma from a trial is one of those things that I know that you have been trained, you have been conditioned throughout your career to do a case, do a trial, and then move on. Next thing, move on. Win or Next lose. Thing, win or lose, move on. Give yourself, maybe they, some of the stuff says, maybe give yourself like you know 24 hours to celebrate and then move on. Well, what happens is you're tamping things down and there can be some very traumatic events for you in trial. And when you lose, and if you lose and you believe it to be this terrible loss, well, that is traumatic. That is a form of trauma. And if you just push through and go to the next thing, you're tamping it down. So guess what happens? Next time another trial comes up, next time another thing comes up that's similar to that, all of a sudden you're going to be feel triggered. You're gonna feel like shit. You don't know what's going on. Well, it's because you push down those feelings. Well, and I think too that um, I talk a lot about on the podcast how you know you need to let go of winning and that's not your job. But I, I so love that we're doing this podcast now because the, on the other side of the coin is well, then how do you deal with the loss, right? Yeah. You can let go of winning, but when you lose, how do you deal with it? And what we have found in coaching our clients is that they're not dealing with it and no. doing exactly what you're saying, which is just move on, just push through, just get done. Yep. And then they're finding that they're scared to go to trial, that when they're in trial, they, they have a visceral reaction. Mm -hmm. And that's coming up, thankfully, in, in the coaching sessions, because that's we're going to talk about how that can help. But how prevalent do you think this is amongst attorneys? I mean, we're talking, it just this happens to a couple of attorneys or across the board, what would you say? Pretty much all my clients. And mm. I, have a, I, I have a large group of clients, and I have for years. And it, it affects, you know, there's different levels, but it affects all my clients. Yes. Let's talk about that because I think that just being a trial attorney is a traumatic experience. Talk a little bit about that. It is. Well, I mean, just the, the, okay, first off, you know, you get that file and you're looking through it and there's some very traumatic stuff in there, but just the actual action of being attacked by the defense constantly with email and everything else, you have everything coming at you from all directions. It is fucking crazy. It is so trauma inducing that I can understand when I talk to my clients, especially when I'm first working with them, how they feel so overwhelmed and they don't know what to do. And they, someone like Sari may say, okay, well, well, let's block out your calendar. Let's do all these things. But if you haven't worked through this traumatic stuff and the thought work and coaching, you can't even look at your calendar. You're too overwhelmed. Well, and Thanks for calling me out on, on how, to, how to do that. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think it's 
also this sense that they want to help. I mean, we've mm, talked a lot good. about how, um, oh, how interesting. I forgot to wear my wedding ring today. And I wore mine. Oh, my goodness. What is that supposed yeah, to be? Yeah, what mean? is that supposed to say? Mm. But um, they want to help. This is a healing mm. profession. And mm. so there's this huge impetus to, to do right by their clients mm. And, and that, not to mention all the money that they put into their cases and what a risk it is to go to trial. And here we are saying, go to trial. That's what being a trial lawyer means. And then they go and they lose. And it is unbelievably devastating. Completely. completely. Unbelievable. I had a, a client once, I'm talking about him a little bit later too, who, who came to me and said, I lost a trial and I cannot get over it. And I said... When was this? He said eight months ago. Eight months ago. So he'd been carrying this for eight months, which brings us to the question of how can we tell if we have trauma? Like, what's the difference? I know mean, you talked about this a little bit, but I want to dig into it a little bit more. What's the difference between, oh, I lost and that was sad, and oh my gosh, I'm carrying this with me? Maybe I just answered my own question. Well, yeah, you're carrying it in a way so many of my clients say, you know, I'm up all night, and as soon as I get to trial, or as soon as I'm about to get to trial, then all of a sudden, you know, there's all the emails flooding in and I can't sleep, I, I, I can't eat, I, I'm, I'm having health problems. Well, no shit, because you've got all this stuff that you haven't dealt with and it is just ripping you apart every single day. Of course you're not sleeping. It's, it can be very miserable if you don't deal with what's going on with you. It's, and I'm not saying you always have to have a trauma therapist. But you have to process through your emotions. You can't just push that shit down. Well, and I think a lot of trial attorneys just chalk it up to stress. Yeah. Well, that's just normal. That's just being a trial attorney. Yeah, it's just it part yeah. of the job. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be stressed. But in our sessions, when we really get down to what they're feeling, it's there's a, there's a deep fear there of what does it mean if I lose yeah. and what will my colleagues think of me and I must be the only one who yeah. are having these yeah. thoughts yeah. and. They carry that into trial. It's 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 traumatizing not only because of of the mayhem that they see every day, which took me a while to get to used to when I started um, trial consulting, and mm -hmm. I had to see all that and go through mm -hmm. all of that. But but there's this they bring their identity into the courtroom yeah. and it gets slashed into pieces, mm -hmm. and that in itself is incredibly traumatic. So I think a lot of trial attorneys are not don't even know that they have trauma where mm. trial is concerned but they know something's off and so they try to deal with it by not dealing with it mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about that what are some of the things that you've seen trial attorneys do um to not deal with this this thing that is trial launch into work launch into doing mm -hmm. just become a doing machine that's all you do is do, 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 or you, you're drinking, you're overeating, you're buffering. Any free moment that you get a chance to even be with yourself, you've got a device in your face, you're on social media, you're in a CLE, you're making sure that you never have to be with that shit. Oh, let's say that again. All of that is to make sure that you never have to be with your trauma. Yep. Which is, by the way, very normal. It's totally common. I do it too. Mm -hmm. Everyone does it. Mm -hmm. It's just when you've gone through coaching and therapy, you have a chance to catch yourself or you learn how to catch yourself. Well, you and I are a great example because the way that you dealt with your trauma for years was drugs and alcohol. Oh, man. 
And the way I've dealt with my trauma for years was overworking. So two of the th- two or three of the things we see. Alcoholic and everything. Alcoholic. I get my hands on drug alcohol. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're sober <clears throat> now, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. but so that's very normal because mm-hmm. we don't have the language around trauma and what it means. And that's exactly one of the reasons why we're doing this podcast because there is help available and you do not need to continue to suffer. And no. in fact, because we are at H2H in the business of creating elite trial attorneys who not only get awesome results at trial, but have awesome lives. We want to make sure that they're dealing with their trauma because that's going to get in the way. This is one of the most, if not the most important component, getting your mind right, getting healthy mind and body to be able to be the best attorney you can be. We have a podcast coming out next month where we're going to talk about how coaching can help. We're going to talk about a little bit today, but Let's talk a little bit now about not just trial trauma, but how your personal trauma mm-hmm. that you may have experienced. Again, we're not therapists. We're going to be sharing our own experiences. Um, can affect the tra- like, it's like it's like trauma like wants to magnetize to other trauma. It's yeah. drawn to other trauma. Yeah. So, for example, with you with bullying, how does that show up in your adult life? Right? Yeah. yeah. So, so, talk a little bit. Well, about you that. know, I'm I'm short. I'm five foot four, you know, I'm, I'm small in stature. And adorable. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, was, I was very small growing up and I got bullied a lot. So when I'm in situations where I could potentially look like I don't know what I'm doing, like say maybe in front of a group of people speaking, there's times where I will get this activation, this activated feeling where I'm breathing high, my shoulders are tight. I am in fight or flight mode because I'm feeling small. Mm. And this is the kind of stuff that can come over anybody in court, anything that you're doing in your life, and you don't know what's going on if you haven't done the work. Right, you don't understand why it's happening, which is a very powerless feeling. It is extremely powerless. Right, so for me, it was growing up with a rageaholic father, Mm. and so um, that made me hyper aware because I learned how to read the signs very early, whether it was a good day or a bad day, Mm -hmm. right? Because once dinner got swept off the table, and I didn't, the first time, and I didn't know that was going to happen. I was surprised. I told yeah. myself, I will never be surprised again. Now, I don't remember telling myself that as a kid, but mm-hmm. now looking back, I recognize that's what I did. And so then I became hyper aware. And as you know, and I haven't even shared this with our podcast listeners, you know, for years, it's gotten better, but for years, I always had to sleep um, in a bed that was closest to the door. Mm-hmm. I don't now, as no. you notice in our bedroom. Well, even when we came down to do this podcast episode, the door's right there. I said, do you want to sit in the chair closest to the door? Yeah. It's so just, so yeah. there's this, this escape piece. For me, it was fleeing mm. or freezing. Some Definitely sometimes fight. But So there are things, and we're saying this not to, again, diagnose, but to get you thinking about how some of maybe some past trauma in your life can get magnified in a trial situation that's similar, not in exactly what's what's happening, but in the energy. Like for you, if there's any bullying energy that comes from me or anyone else, it activates that old trauma. Mm-hmm. We're learning how to deal with that. Um, or for me, if there's any like element of surprise of anything that activates my trauma, even though the situations may be different. Yeah. Well, and, and to touch on that, and it also adds to the definition of trauma, is that what Sari's talking about and what I was talking about when I go in front of people and the trauma gets activated is the, another thing about trauma is that you can't differentiate between now and then. Mm. It feels like it's happening right now. 
So that's the thing that makes it so damaging in the moment, frightening in the moment, because you feel like you are in it. You feel like you're being bullied. You feel like you're being abused, whatever it be, in that moment. And what I understand about trauma is that this is why cognitive behavioral therapy isn't always helpful because the body takes an imprint of what happened. And because of it, you know, we, we talk about all the time of this podcast, our brains are wired to keep us safe. Mm. And so it gets like this, this memory, a mm. body memory mm. that says, your brain says, okay, if this ever happens again, we'll know what to do, mm. right? We'll, we'll protect ourselves. We'll fight. We'll flee. We'll yeah. freeze. And so when something, just like I was saying, has the same energy, the body remembers it, but you're cognitively you're like, what the hell's going no, on right no. now? And that's the disassociation from mm -hmm. the mind and the body. And that's what happens when, when trauma hits you, you get split. It's like you're, you're bifurcated head here, body here, and they're not together. And it's very scary and confusing. Well, yeah. and this is just bringing up for me how I always say that lawyers ignore their bodies and they just believe that it's a way to carry their brains around because they love their brains. And I'm so much like that in my life. I think that's why I connect with this group so much, but I have to wonder if that's because so many trial attorneys, I know in my, in my own um, practice with my personal clients and also with yours have trauma yep. backgrounds. Very common. There has to be something that had drew, drew them to this. Yep. Like I said, trauma attracts trauma and, and, almost in a way of trying to heal it, mm -hmm. their own trauma, they're trying to heal someone else's trauma. I'm having a major light bulb moment yeah, right now. Yeah. We haven't even talked about this, which really brings us to why you must heal your trauma. You and mm. I were talking about this yep. and use the analogy of the boxer. Yep. Okay, so think about this. If you're a boxer and you go into the ring, I mean, it always, you, I've just watched a lot of boxing movies. I don't know much about boxing, but you have to be focused and flow and have a clear head. So you come in the ring and your head is filled with all of this past, let's say past boxing match trauma. I would You've say your, your body is filled your, with okay, it. Okay, your body is, yeah. But this past trauma starts flooding you in the ring. How do you think you're gonna fight? And that's what they do. Yeah. They are fighters. Yeah. Yeah, so they must deal with their trauma. And now that I'm really getting, just even here as we're, we're talking about it, that they're probably drawn to trial law because of their trauma background that it's even more important that they deal with this mm -hmm. so that it doesn't activate them and consistently trigger them. Mm. And in fact, I believe that it can help them become better trial lawyers, which we're going to talk about in just a minute. But let's talk about how to heal from trial trauma. As we talked about, um, it's not always something that you can talk through. I remember, I'm going to go back to my, my client who um, was carrying that loss for eight months. In fact, he wasn't even in my client at that time. We just connected and he, he, he shared this with me very openly. And I said, let's get on a phone call. I wasn't going to charge him anything. And what Sorry, did we do? <laughs> what did we do in that, in that scenario? We didn't talk about it. We didn't, you know, discuss it. I said, here's what I think is happening. You haven't felt the loss. Mm. Are you willing to feel it now yep. with some guidance? And he said, I think so. And so I just took him back to what that felt like and what it feels like now to carry that around and all of the emotions. And we didn't really talk very much. Mm. I just kind of guided him into this to the point where we both were sitting on the floor. We're on different, different places in the United States. We're on the phone, but we both got on the floor and he was sobbing, mm. literally sobbing. He'd never allowed himself to feel the loss. Mm. And to this day, he will say, 
that changed his life. He'll, he'll constantly tell me, he, I mean, because he did become a client of mine. He's like, that moment changed everything. Yeah. Everything changed because I was carrying that with me. And really the fix, and it's not always this easy, mm. but this is one way to fix it, is to just process it. Exactly. And we do a lot of that in coaching. Well, yeah, and that, that itself in coaching, we call it process coaching. It's the closest thing to therapy. Mm-hmm. Now, we're not being therapists. That might sound like it was a therapy session. No, we just get them to be with that emotion as close as they can, and we guide them through it. And it's present focused. It's not past focused. It's very present focused in what they're feeling, what they're going through. But the same, I mean, I do this with my clients. The way that they can process and heal from a loss is I always start, you know, call if they've just had a trial, a win or lose, you know, do you want to unpack the trial? We'll have to debrief it. So they start talking about it. And then we will go through, if they lost, we will go through the loss, what, how it went down. Let's hash it out. Tell me all about it. Mm-hmm. And what was it like where, you know, when you were there, the room, people, everything, so you can, kind of, you can bring them there, and they process it. And then after that, I say, okay, what would you do differently? And then we do the same type of approach visualization-wise and process through that what they would do differently. And it's a way of processing through the bad, the loss, the trauma, and then a way of seeing that there's a potential on the other side or what you learned. And it's been hugely therapeutic for a lot of my clients. And you're processing through those emotions. Well, it also rewires the brain. I mean, it really does. There's research that shows the brain cannot tell the difference <clears throat> between something that's actually happening and like a visualization, mm-hmm. right? It, like it's the same thing. So like they, they hooked up, I don't know how they tell this, but they hooked up athletes, mm. you know, who are actually practicing versus thinking about practicing yep. and the same neurons were firing and yep. all of the things. And so taking your brain back through and having a different experience is going to help, help you manage the trauma that you had. But there's another way to process. Mm-hmm. So for example, you were talking about vicarious trauma. Mm-hmm. And so you particularly, cause you coach a lot more than I do. I do consulting and coaching and you are primary coaching. Mm-hmm. You coach four to five clients a day, every day, a week. You will go and play your drums yeah. after you're done, before you come upstairs for dinner. Mm-hmm. So there's this processing it out um, through exercise or mm-hmm. drumming. Mm-hmm. So that's another way that you oh, don't yeah. necessarily have to, to work with a coach. It's helpful or a therapist. But just putting something in your day, this is why I have in the blocking out of the calendars, mm-hmm. everybody block out a week after a trial mm-hmm. and, and count as a trial, trial prep, i.e., it's, it's downtime after trial yeah. to process it out. Well, it's important that it's connected to the body because mm-hmm. the doing, you know, you, you're all doers. We're all doers, but you trial attorneys are especially are doers. And that's so you don't have to be with stuff and you don't have to be with yourself really. So being able, like I play my drums and I have that something that I do every day and my clients, I, we, we work through, okay, what's the thing that's just for you? And how can you give yourself that every day? And being able to do something like playing the drums, sports, yoga, even just breathing, just taking a minute to slow down is extremely healing. Well, and I think it's very important too because I think attorneys are very cognitive focused. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is why they want to read. Mm -hmm. They want to watch court. TV. They want, they want to do things passively when we try to get them to stand up or try it out. It's like so nerve wracking for them. And talking about bringing it with you, maybe a lot of people have a hard time in our membership at first because they don't want to stand up in front of a group 
and and it'll be flooded by all that last trial they oh had. that's so true oh my god yeah yeah and that's the only way to get through your trial trauma yep. is through the body we yep. want to try to we want to try to and if you read some of the resources we're going to share with you today they'll say the same thing you can try to figure it out in your brain which is what trial lawyers will want to do mm-hmm. it's the answer isn't there the mm-hmm. answer is in the body and the answer is connecting to the body through the breathing mm-hmm. through the yoga through the feeling of the emotions mm-hmm. with with hopefully someone who can guide you a coach or a therapist yep. and and doing the things like exercise and drumming to process out maybe you haven't had a trial loss but you've heard a mm-hmm. horrific story in your office that day you need to build in the time to process it, mm-hmm. it out because as you said they are warriors they are fighting and so taking care of themselves not just physically but in this emotional mental way yeah. is part of becoming an elite trial attorney if you if you don't do this you will get burned out you will feel overwhelmed you will not be at your best in it's trial. not just part it's essential it's essential. So some resources that people can check out to help um, with their trauma. Uh, the, the book Body Keeps the Score is fantastic. Wow. That is like the Bible of trauma. Yep. It, it is it's absolutely a great helpful. Book. I know you yeah. love guys love to um, to read. So you'll love that. Another book that I just picked up is cut is called Becoming Safely Embodied. Mm-hmm. One of the things that we don't like to do if we have trauma is to be with ourselves, as we talked about, yep. because it's not safe. Our body has this memory. We don't understand what's going on. So mm-hmm. we're like, I don't want to ever want to feel that again. So I'll just go and buffer and do all these things. Um, so this book talks about how to safely be in your body. It's mm-hmm. fantastic. If you're wondering if you have trauma, you can literally Google um, trauma quiz yep. and a bunch will come up. We'll put some of the ones that we recommend in the show notes just so you can sense, I'll tell you right now, I believe, I, I'm not diagnosing you, but I believe most trial attorneys mm. have trauma. As Kevin said, trial attorneys deal in trauma. It, they they work with trauma. Their clients have trauma. They probably had trauma. That's why they picked this this career. But trial itself is trauma. Well, and, and a lot of trial attorneys, because of the horrific things they see, when you bring up trauma, they say, I don't have trauma. I, I've seen trauma. Yeah, exactly. I know trauma. But no, there's so many different... There's a such a huge spectrum of trauma. That's right. Such a huge spectrum. That's right. And yeah. so even if you get the book, Body Keeps the Score, and you're reading about these horrific stories, don't do what I did was like, oh my gosh, mine isn't even anything mm, near this. Exactly. It, there, it's not, there's no trauma contest, nope. right? Base, the basic gist of trauma is if there's something that you cannot let go, even if you've tried... It's most likely trauma. Yeah. If those patterns keep happening, like in coaching, when someone is running up against the same issues and the same patterns, and they're just like, I can't, I can't fix this. I don't know why. I don't know why. That is a that points to therapy. That's something that needs to be addressed. It's deeper. It's, it's not just thought work. Exactly. So that was my two other things, coaching and mm-hmm. therapy. And we're going to talk about why you would choose one over the other. When I talk about coaching, I want to be really clear that I only recommend coactive trained coaches. Yep. That's not because I think other coaches are bad. It's only because I know what CTI, Coactive Coaching the, um, Training Institute, teaches because I've been through it. I'm certified in it. So Kevin's nice. certified in it. Our coaches are certified in it here at H2H. So I can fully stand behind that. Again, it is not therapy, and you may need one or the other. Talk to us a little bit about how they would know whether coaching could help or whether they needed a therapist to deal with trial trauma. Well, I mean, when it comes to coaching, if you're coming in and you really want to 
get past whatever things that are tripping you up and you want to, or you want to take your, your uh, practice to the next level. These are a lot of different coaching things. But when you're in, if, say if you are with a coach, like I just said, that can come up and I can point to therapy. But if you are just completely doing all the time and every time you try to slow down, you're buffering, every time you try to slow down, you're, you're avoiding things. And it, there's just something else there. There's an issue there that's more in the body. And that's when you will know that you need therapy, which it's very common. I have a therapist. Sorry has a therapist. Mm -hmm. In yeah. addition to our coaches. Uh, yes. And that's the other reason I, I recommend CTI over other coaching because we are trained to recognize when someone needs therapy. So that might be another thing is that you may hire a coach, whether it's through H2H, but you can go to coactive.com and look for their mm -hmm. um, coach. Kevin is full, unfortunately, but we've got two other coaches that are certified in our, or getting certified in yeah. our um and our team that can fantastic that coaches. fantastic coaches yeah. but they are trained so that's one thing that you can try mm -hmm. is maybe you hire a coach and you find out oh man i actually need a therapist yep. you can also skip coaching and go right to therapy yep. the point is is that trial attorney not everybody's gonna need therapy so no. you, you can you we're not saying that but the point is, is that trial attorneys do have trial trauma. It is a traumatic event just by the nature of what it is and what is at stake and what you are fighting for yeah. and the things that are happening to your client. And to be at your best, you have to deal with your trauma. That is the point of this podcast. Anything else you want to say before we go? Well, I, I, I know that there's there, there could be a lot of you out there that are very reluctant about this or don't want to, I, I have clients that, that push back about therapy, or even maybe you're reluctant about coaching, or you say you don't have any time. The only thing I can say for you is that if you're able to make coaching and therapy work, so much opens up in your life mm -hmm. that the idea of not having enough time starts to just go away. You start to see things from a different perspective. And that's what coaching is all about. And therapy helps you when you keep hit running up against these things that you feel like you have no hope, you can't get past, you just suck, you can't get any better. Well, most likely there's somebody out there that can help you through this. You're you're not alone. And you don't have to suffer. You don't have to we, suffer. I think we, we, we put up with way too much. And, and as trial lawyers, I say we, I'm not a trial lawyer, but we just assume it's part of the job and that mm -hmm. you like, that's this is part of the job. Fuck shit. No, it's not. Yep. Fuck shit, I was going to say. I was trying to combine my my swearing there. Yeah. So you're not alone. There is help available. And not only that, you must get help. Check out our February 10th podcast coming out where we talk about the 10 reasons why a trial lawyer needs a coach. Um, until then, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you, Kevin, for being oh, here. And then thank you for, for being here and listening. And, and I love you all out there. I say it and a lot of people are like, yeah, whatever. No, I'm a lover. I love you all. Yep. We love yeah. all of our clients. So thank you for being here. We'll talk next week. While you wait for next week's episode, how would you like instant access to exclusive trial skills training on my funnel method for voir dire? Grab a pen and paper so you can jot down the website address for a brand new 16 minute video that will help you win more cases. The free training is called Let the Jury Solve Your Problems in Three Easy Steps. And I'm even gonna send you a workbook to go with it. Now, are you ready for the address? Visit from hostage to hero.com forward slash training. You'll see me there. Enjoy.